On today's insights, why is it so hard to find good candidates and what can you do about it? Insights is brought to you by Haley Marketing. Do you ever wish you had an easier way to sell your staffing services? Do you wish more qualified candidates would apply to your jobs? It's time to stop wishing and start doing. Let Haley Marketing create a roadmap for your company. We'll talk with you about your goals, determine the best marketing strategies for your business, and then give you an outline of everything you need to do to succeed in this market. And the best part, it's completely free. If you'd like a marketing roadmap for your staffing company, give us a call at 888-696-2900 or email us at info at haleymarketing.com. This is Insights. Welcome to Insights, tips and best practices from the insiders at Haley Marketing. Insights will provide you with the tools you need to master your social media, digital marketing, and employer branding. Your hosts for Insights are Brad Biley and Matt Lozar. What's up? This is Brad Biley and welcome back to another episode of Insights, the podcast built to help you with your digital and recruitment marketing. As always, I'm joined by Haley Marketing's Director of Recruitment Marketing. He's Matt Lozar. Matt, how are we doing this week, buddy? We're doing well. This is still March, and we're, we're trying to solve some issues today on the podcast because there's a lot of challenges in the industry, almost like a, a red alert podcast. We're having more and more conversations with clients and prospects about the recruiting challenge. I was talking to Matt prior to the show, trying to plan our topics, and we had a few that we were going to talk about. We decided to push those to the next episode that'll come out in a few weeks. Instead, we're going to give you about 15, 20 minutes. Maybe we go longer. Who knows, Matt? Only about recruitment. Why is it so hard to find candidates and what can you do about it? Matt, before we get to that one question for you, we're one day closer to opening day. How do you feel about your ball team this year? My baseball team, the Cleveland Indians, it's, it's tough because we're a small market team and market factors in baseball. It's hard for us to pay our superstars like we talked about on a previous episode. Great episode. So we'll see. And, you know, Opening day, like anything, is one of the most optimistic days of the year in baseball. And it, it brings hope. It brings spring. And it brings summer is approaching. Let me ask you this question. Have you heard anything about the Bisons? Are we going to be able to go to a game this year? AAA baseball, I believe, is on hold until May. They're all okay. just stay in the course. That'd be a nice outing for the families across the country with they can get some minor league baseballs. We didn't have it last year. I would love to sit in the sun and just watch a baseball sure. game. That's all I want. Sounds great. We've had a very socially distant 13-ish months, and we're one day closer. All right, man. Let's get to the show. Matt? Why is it so hard to find candidates? I don't know if my sigh came through on the microphone. <laughs> it sure did. I like to look at data all the time. If you're new to the show, if you're not new to the show, that's not a revelation here at the end of March. But we've been tracking it probably since the middle of February. And the first data that, that stood out to us was cost per application with our data is up 33% this calendar year. Okay, it's been more challenging. You know, January, better applications, but then February went down a lot. And then the middle of March, in when the stimulus bill got passed, March 10th, March 11th, the spigot turned even tighter and it got a candidate pipeline got drier. And it's a big challenge. And the data that backs that up from us is. Conversion rates down almost 19% in the last two weeks. 
application costs are up 36% in the last two weeks. Why? We can get into that. But also the last set of data, I know this has been statistical heavy at the start, but Indeed has a great website. It's called hiringlab.org where they share their data. 53% more manufactured manufacturing jobs now than February of 2020. So if there was 100,000 manufacturing jobs on Indeed right now, or excuse me, in February last year, there's now 150,000 manufacturing jobs. Walk me through that because that's, that's a pre-COVID number. So Correct. why are there so many more? I would expect that number in like March or April of last year. I think it's sheer demand for delivery. Yeah. Just mass producing items that people have been ordering and, and just product and delivery. growth. Yeah, yeah. And then even in the last four weeks, it's up almost 13%. So that's a, it's going up. And with a lot of staffing industry companies in commercial staffing, those $15 an hour jobs, there's a lot of jobs and people aren't applying and yeah. we can dig into why they're not applying. It's interesting because there's more jobs open, right? You're saying that yeah. there's explosive growth in manufacturing. Now we have the challenge of, yeah, but no one wants to work those jobs or we can't find the right people for those jobs. Brad and I could probably sit here for the next 30 minutes and talk about clients telling us stories just with, we have so many open job orders. If we could just fill them, we're turning down job orders, which yep. is crazy in the industry. And there's just a, it's literally economics 101, a supply and demand issue. There's too many jobs and there's not enough active job seekers. And when that happens, cost goes up. So here's a PSA for you from your friendly neighborhood podcast insights. It's not just you. Mm -hmm. If you're struggling to find top candidates right now, take a deep breath, take a second. You're not alone. We're seeing it throughout the industry. And truthfully, it's something that we're probably going to continue to see. Top talent based on Matt's numbers and Matt's findings and research is hard to find right now. When you think about the fact that unemployment rates are dropping, people are getting more stimulus checks. There's um, Matt, I was looking at burnout numbers. We were trying to get to the root cause of, okay, well, why is it so hard to find top talent? Recent study from Deloitte said that 77% of employees feel burnt out. So right now, if you're getting a stimulus check and you're suffering from burnout, you're just straight up not looking for work. You're going to take that check. You're going to try to ride that as long as you can. And you're going to try to just wait until you have to go back to work. So there's multiple reasons why it's hard to find top talent paired with the fact that we just have more jobs. More organizations are opening up more roles. Even if you had the same number of candidates coming in as last year, you still can't fill those open orders because to Matt's point, supply doesn't hit the demand. I really don't think it's that difficult when we look at it. It's yeah. two, more jobs. It's the variety of factors. People aren't looking for work led by government supplement payments, right? Stimulus. Sure. Unemployment benefits aren't taxed for the first ten thousand dollars. Tax refunds, you know, and then safety, childcare is not all schools have opened up. You know, you're safe in your current jobs. You're not looking around, and if there's not more candidates, you know, what can you do to fill some jobs right now? That's that's the next step. Once you took the deep breath, like yeah, when this happened March 11th, March 10th. You know, it started to more even fewer candidate applications. The next week, I feel like people were panicking. It almost felt like deja vu from a year ago. Yeah. For a different reason. But now it seems companies are taking a step back, accepting the reality. And now we got to figure out what to do. You know, super cool, Matt. I'm going to give you and the recruitment marketing team a shout out here at Haley. 
I remember on, it was either March 11th, the date you just said, or the day or two after you shot me a Slack message and you said, I don't know what's going on, but something's going on here. The numbers don't look right. And you dug deeper into that. And then you, you cross-reference with stimulus checks, you cross-reference with all these other data points. And you're like, yeah, there's an, there's an issue here across the industry. And I love that we have that data at Haley Marketing. When we look at data from across the industry, we're not just saying, hey, this is impacting one staffing firm, Brad staffing firm in Buffalo, New York. You looked at it holistically and you said, hey, something doesn't feel right from this data point. And then just in cross-referencing that with others, you said, yeah, we, we're going to have an issue here. It's data, but it's also market response. We sent out a, I guess, really well-timed promotional email in t- you know, to our clients yeah. a week ago about, are you having recruiting challenges? And we've had 70 responses, which is much higher than normal. Matt's been busy. And yeah, the recruitment marketing team has been very busy, which is great. Um, the other other data point there is I do a LinkedIn live broadcast every week. The one for yesterday, there's 200 attendees. I usually get about 40. Yeah. it It's showing us, it's not just the data, it's people are having this problem. So now that we've laid that one out there, let's let's figure out what the heck we can do. Yeah. So what can we do about it, right? We We've understand the problem. We're, we're talking about the problem. On Insights, we're here to give you some feedback and some advice and some tips. If we're thinking about finding great candidates, I think it has to start with making sure your job listing is selling the job, is making sure you're not wasting every opportunity that you can to attract top talent. Starting at the foundation of the job listing makes the most sense to me. So if you're listening now thinking, okay, what can I do to get more applications this week, today, now? Start with your job posts. What are your job listings showing? Are they selling the job? Are they selling the why somebody should want that job? Are you listing the salary, the benefits? What's in it for me, the applicant? Or are you just running through a series of pre-qualifiers? Are you wasting those job listings or are you actually driving the right candidates to apply? It's a great first step. We might even need to take a step back and make sure it's the right job. If we're pushing, and this is going to be different based on geographic location, what's that break-even point in your market? Is it a $13 an hour job? Is it $16, $17 an hour, which we saw last summer? What's the math in your market to even get someone to apply for that job? So the ones that are higher than you know a wage where you're getting supplemented, great. That's probably a little easier to fill. But even at that break-even point, that's where Brad's point works really well. If it's right at that, I can probably make about as much at home or going to work. If Brad's staffing agency has a really good post that talks about pay rate, why you should go to work now, maybe you're going to have a retention bonus for the next six months to beat, to get the candidate who works now instead of in September. You know, Think about those bonuses, those culture points. Why should I go to work if I have the decision not to? You need to attract the type of individual that you want to apply, and you need to make it easy for them to apply. Matt, my next point is going to be that we need to make sure that there is minimal friction when applying to those jobs, when reaching out to your staffing firm, your staffing agency. Reduce all friction. We've talked about that on Insights countless times. We talked about it on episode uh, 61, our last episode, about reducing candidate friction. You need to make sure that a candidate can get a hold of you how they want to when they want to, because if you're not answering their call, you're not answering their email, their Facebook message, their LinkedIn email, whatever it might be, 
if you're not giving them the attention that they deserve, they're going to go somewhere else. It's not that all of a sudden they just don't want a job. If they're looking for work through your staffing firm, you're not getting back to them. They're going to your local competition. They're going to somebody who will give them attention and help them. So we need to make sure that we're paying attention and we're responding and we're listening to those applicants when they want to be heard. When you get the jobs where people are spending time, and like Brad said, wherever that is, and this is tough because if it's a job board, if it's a social media platform, if it's your website, it's different application formats, but make it simple. Make it easy to apply. Make it easy for someone to communicate with your team to say, hey, yeah, Matt, hi, I'm in the corner. I'm here. Hi, I want to work for you. Make it easy for someone to tell you that. And then what can you do follow-up wise to talk to them? If it's automation, if it's your team reaching out, have that process be very fast to, to connect with the candidate. I want to talk about mobile experience still. I still, in looking at Matt, we've been doing these 21 is one calls at Haley. And what we're doing is we're reaching out to prospects and in past clients. And in doing so, it requires a little bit of research to understand who the company is, what sort of marketing footprint they have right now. And I'm still baffled when I look at a job board and it's not mobile friendly. I can't apply to a job on mobile or it's just clunky. We need to make sure that that process is cleaned up. And and Matt, as I'm sitting here, I'm, I'm kind of smiling. It's, it's funny that we're here to talk about digital marketing and recruitment marketing tips and best practices. And you know, we're 15 minutes in here maybe, and we're talking about the fundamentals. Now, if you mm-hmm. want candidates to apply to your job, make it easy for them to apply. Start there. You got to set yourselves up for success there. And so I think these are, this lays the foundation. We can get into some more messaging, other ideas as well, but you know, have good jobs, easy to apply, yeah. mobile experience, you know, make it simple for people to know you're hiring, to tell them that they you they want to work for you. And that's that's the beginning step. And you know, especially if they're they're high paying jobs with the benefits, get that out there, get that information to to your audience. I have a note here on my show notes here, Matt to make sure that your recruitment marketing isn't vanilla, isn't just like everything else, isn't just bland or generic. You need to make sure that your recruitment marketing is unique for your industry, for your local area, for you specifically, and for your staffing agency. Matt, I'm tired of, of talking to you know prospects or clients who want to be like somebody else. You know, we need to have the courage to create our own brands, to create our own brand voice, to create our own imagery and, and create who we are and make sure that that's not only displayed on our websites, but also in our social, in our email, in our print, in our text, in our, in our phone calls, everything that we do should have this unique recruitment marketing image and brand. And now is a perfect time to redevelop that. You know, we're going into a new quarter. We're going into a situation where it's tough to find candidates. Now's the perfect time to take a, take a day, take a week to say, listen, this is who we are. And this is what our images are going to look like. We're not going to have the same generic now hiring image every single time we post a job. We're going to be unique about it. We're going to be captivating about it. And we're going to draw attention to these roles. It's your EVP. It's your employee value proposition. Why? Why you versus the competitor down the street? Yeah. And I also think, and this is something Brad Smith on our team has been really starting to talk a lot about, he thinks employment branding is going to play a huge role in this industry in the next 6, 12, 18 months. 
And one of the reasons I think that's going to really be powerful is we need to get more people into the industry. We need to get more candidates to think, oh, I can work for a staffing company. And it starts with why, as Brad was saying, if Simon I know, Sinek, baby, thank you, Simon Sinek, shout out, not friend of show. We'd love him to be. Um, it has to start with why, like why your company. And I'm sure we could come up with some examples of something that stands out with its messaging or if it's, you know, the branding starts there, but then also, is it training? Is it teaching someone what to do, you know, when they may come in? So you upskill workers, you know, to get them to become forklift drivers or CNC machinists or, or something there. Like why, why should you, because it's okay. I've said it before on the podcast. It's okay. If your brand, your EVP, your value proposition doesn't connect with everyone. It sounds stupid to say right now when you can't find candidates, but if you, it's okay because what's going to really frustrate you. And we hear all the time is somebody applies for a job. They ghost on the onboarding, the interview, they ghost at lunch. They ghost on the second day of the work week, maybe because they were a bad fit. So whatever you can do to showcase why your company will help with candidate quality. And that could be more of a long-term play, but it will have results. Individuals have so many options right now. It's absurd. You know, you think about Matt, just something like a cup of coffee. If I wanted to leave my house right now and get a cup of coffee from a coffee shop, there are within probably a mile of my house, 15 different places that I could go. I have options. If I want to order something online, I have options. If I want to watch TV, I have options. People have options with their careers and just having jobs isn't enough. It's not enough just to say you should work with us because we have available opportunities. Sell me. If we as an industry already have a negative reputation, we've had that negative reputation since I've started at Haley eight years ago, Matt, and I know we're constantly battling through that ceiling and we're trying to elevate the industry. I know ASA does an incredible initiative to elevate the industry. We at Haley ourselves make an incredible push to elevate the industry with the marketing solutions that we help provide to staffing and recruiting firms. We need to continue to push through the ceiling and make sure that individuals know it's okay to work with a staffing firm. It's okay to work with a career coach. It's okay to partner with someone to expand your career. And Matt, you're exactly right, man. That EVP is everything. This is where the industry can distinguish itself and prevent itself from being squashed. Yeah. The big talk, Brad was at a lot of the executive forum talks with, with SIA, mm-hmm. was online staffing, was finding ways to automate all of that. So indeed, Flex, you know, Uber got out of it, I think. Companies that can automate it will squash the small mom and pops, the mid-sized companies, and it just becomes a national game. What the industry succeeds at and why it's complex, it's the people relationships. Correct. Yes. You want to automate manual, boring tasks that can be automated. But if you can still provide value through that personal relationship, which finding a job still is, it's not... Some people want to be impersonal. A lot of people want to be very personal. It's still a big change for people when they switch jobs. Even if it's a temporary 13-week assignment, that's where you can stand out and really develop a relationship 
with your employees, with your candidates, with your applicants. Matt, I want to talk about a couple other points. That's an incredible point there. I want to talk about database management and thinking through putting past associates back out on assignment. If we are not actively going back to our candidate database when it's difficult to find all-star talent, we're hurting ourselves and we're hindering ourselves. We need to go back to that database, text past associates, email them, call them, whatever you need to do to get a hold of somebody that you put on assignment six months ago who is no longer working with you, get them back. Re-earn their trust, re-earn their loyalty, whatever it might be. They need to come back. You've already vetted them. You've already done the work. You've interviewed them. You've talked to them. You've put them out on an assignment. Those A players need to come back home and we need to put them out and we need to redeploy them. You've already paid for them. Right. You've already paid a lot of money for that unique database no other company has. So how can you reactivate them? And as Brad said, texting, email, phone calls. We've talked about Facebook advertisements before, which be a small cost, but you're not paying a lot of money to reactivate those people. You need the messaging. And it can't just always be now hiring, looking for work. Find the right combination of messaging that is talking about jobs, talking about content to relate to what they're dealing with right now, and finding the people that want to go back to work. Even if it's 5% of your 100,000-person database, that's still a nice number of people that are interested in going back to work. Matt, I had another idea here. And please tell me if this is a bad idea. But as I was brainstorming, just writing down some notes on my show notes here, what about getting sort of outside the box with guerrilla marketing and either flyer using flyers or like car wraps at testing sites or vaccination sites? Can we do that? I, I got, I don't know. Sure. I don't either. It's an idea, um, right? I'm sitting here thinking out loud and I'm thinking through um, Eloy Rodriguez from Expand Staffing. They use car wraps down in, in Florida, right? So he has really nice orange cars that him and his team drive around. They are literally driving billboards every day. I'm thinking through and, and shout out Eloy. I know he's a, a friend of the program. If his team volunteered at a, at a vaccination site and he could park that car there all day, that seems like a free ad. Richard Rosner, the staffing sharks passing out pizza flyers. Yeah. It's, it's a combination of the active candidate. So getting in front of that person who might be looking yeah. for work now. But I also think, and I'm going to steal an analogy that somebody stole from somewhere else. It's, it's called research. But we have surfers get in front of the wave. They can't wait for the wave. One day it's going to flip. One day, like Brad said, when I Slack sent him a Slack message on March 11th, 12th, and I'm like, something weird's going on here. There's going to come a day in the future where I'm going to be like, Something weird's going on here. Everybody's looking for jobs. Yep. We don't know that day, but you have to lay the groundwork now with your short-term active candidates, but also with the not active, the passive candidates, not even passive, maybe not even looking candidates. Mm -hmm. What can you do to get in front of those people? So yep. the day it flips, they think of you and they go to your website or they talk to their friend who, know, who works for you and says, hey, I need a job now. Connect me. Referrals. You know What's that referral program that you have in place? I have two more ideas. And I know we're trying to get out of this episode. We're running a little long here. But what about physical mail? So you know individuals are still pretty much at home. You have their address because they were past associates for you, right? So you've, you have their, their information. Send them a postcard about 
new opportunities or about referral programs or about bonus programs, um, reach out to them in a different, unique way. You know, people might not love physical mail. I mean, I, I know Matt, I can tell you every day I get the mail, 80% of it goes directly into the trash. But at least I see that brand logo, right? I see the the Spectrum cable, even though I have Verizon, it's still top of mind, right? And I'm not ready to switch cable providers now, but as Matt's saying, when that flip happens, maybe I will consider them. I think it's the exact same from staffing and recruiting. Maybe someone is somewhat passively looking for a job or they're somewhat happy in their role. Maybe they're not. If you send them a three-month flyer campaign or a postcard campaign to their home address about finding them work, their spouse work, uh, a friend or a family member work, maybe you hit them at the right time and they do reach out. It's just a, a different way. you know. It's that, that jab, jab, right hook, Gary Vee analogy, right? You're constantly jabbing because you don't know when you're finally going to hit somebody the right way to, to earn their trust where they reach out and, and ask you for services or ask for information. You sound like you were eavesdropping on one of my calls Monday morning. We had a lot of these ideas that were, you know, technical, but then outside the box. It's and Brad and I honestly didn't talk about. We weren't even on the call, and we weren't. You know, it's you got to think of different ways, and it's going to be tough because you want short-term results, but you got to balance that with the longer term because it's going to flip. It has to at some point. Yeah. So I think those are some cool ideas. One more. Be okay with B players. I know we as an industry are always looking to send the top talent to our clients to make sure that we're putting the best people out on assignment. In a market where it's difficult to find A players, we need to be okay with that B plus player and be okay with saying, hey, they're great. We're going to train them. We're going to continue to work with them. Here's where they can be in six months with that coaching, with that guidance continuously work with those individuals, continuously vet those individuals and put those people out on assignment. That's our show. And thank you for listening to another episode of Insights. If you found this episode valuable, we would love to know. You can message Matt or Brad on LinkedIn to share your thoughts. Have a question for us? You could tweet us at Haley Marketing and let us know what you're thinking or email info at HaleyMarketing.com. And of course, if you need a hand with your marketing or recruitment marketing initiatives, we would love to help. You can check out HaleyMarketing.com to get in touch with our team of marketing educators. For my podcast partner, Matt Lozar, this is Brad Biley. We'll see you next time.